treat today oh my goodness first of all can we just talk about how long it took for us to sit down and have this conversation goodness <laughs> two, two busy women trying to you know do the Lord's work <laughs> wild oh it's so wild I'm so excited today to be chatting with Lillian tell us who you are Lillian sure well again I'm really honored to be a part of this podcast and just chat with you have some girl talk but my name is Lillian Bodenrin and I am a, a birth doula um, I'm a certified birth doula, postpartum doula, childbirth educator. Um, and I just really, I'm a woman's advocate, right? I'm your girl's girl. Yeah. I'm really passionate about, you know, really doing something impactful in the birth community and allowing women to feel loved, seen, and heard. So that's mm. one side of who I am. But, if you know, in light of birth, that that is what I feel called to do. That is amazing. And like, um, you know, I just feel that there's so many types of doulas out there, but there are very few that I can really say hold themselves up to that standard of excellence. And I can see that in you. So it seems very fitting for us to have this, you know, really robust conversation and just kind of the state of maternal health from the sure. perspective of someone who is active in the birth community. I see what you're doing. I see that you're on the ground. You're, you're in birth. You're not like the kind of doula that you don't really have that many births. <laughs> But Listen, you're busy, I right? understand it though, right? Yes, it, it has been busy by the grace of God. But mm. birth is the field is 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 you have to be called to it. You have to love yeah. it. Uh, you have to be passionate and truly care about what you're doing. Um, I mean, I think it's almost um, it's actually more damaging if you get into anything healthcare wise and you're not mm-hmm. passionate. Have your mm-hmm. why because burnout can really turn can turn people into honestly really in, inconsiderate people um mm-hmm. and that's harm happens and women are affected in in my world a lot of women and families are affected so sure, um, yeah. over here I'm trying to you know stay that way uh just so that I can touch as many lives as I feel called to but also navigate the other areas that I feel passionate about in the future yeah and so like I'm always interested to kind of hear the stories um, behind what what kind of landed you in the position of being in the birth community, because right. I know everyone has a very similar story, but you seem to have a more unique one. So talk to us. How did you get here? Great question. So, yeah, it's weird and it's wild, but it's so good. So I've always been that person, though, uh, that's consistent, that has mm-hmm. loved birth and like watched YouTube videos and was just like not grossed out by it. <laughs> But I thought that I would do something in the birth world when I was older, you know, when my kids Mm. were like twiddling my thumbs, like, okay. And I got this random opportunity to attend a training. And I was like, man, am I going to do this? Like, why? And then I I justified it because a lot of my friends are married. They're about to have babies. I have sisters. And I was like, you know what? I can be there for them. And it doesn't hurt to be educated. And then I Yes. So I got the opportunity, was blessed to be able to um, afford it and go and um, take the, I was, you know, take the certification uh, course with best doulas. Let me shout them out. (laughs) And I got certified (laughs) there. 
And we sat and we talked and I went through the training and I fell in love. And not only did I fall in love, but I was grieved because I started statistics mm. and I started to realize all the traumatic experiences that women go through when they're just trying to bring life into the world. And it just hit mm. me like, wow, you know, the calling to bring life into the world, but question if you'll be able to live to see it through is, yeah. is dark. It's daunting. And I'm like, wow, Lord, there's a reason why you have me here. And things started to fall into place. And I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I have to do something. I can't just mm-hmm. sit on this. You know, there has to be something I can do. And then I, you know, just kind of gave him a really tiny whisper, yes. But you know that that's all that takes for your life to go a completely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so I, I, I whispered my yes and um, just started to really educate myself and try to, you know, um, invest in that education so that when I came forward to support really what I thought would be one or two women a- along the way, that I would be able to do that efficiently specifically what really um, burdened my heart was, you know, seeing, you know, statistics in regards to Black maternal health, Black women, um, specifically for me in my community, you know, being, you know, younger and just kind of having conversations, you know, I have a a mental health background and I'm pursuing my master's for that. So like my mind is always psyche and psychology and mental health and I'm realizing that a lot of women are going through postpartum depression and just don't know and I think that they don't know it and Mm -hmm. because there's so much that goes with you know being pregnant and then the transition of being going through birth and then the postpartum Mm kind of like the and I'll speak even to the Christian community it's like be grateful you know stick Mm -hmm. on yeah, it's just like, oh, you got your baby. What matters is a healthy baby. And I hate that statement because, yes, a healthy baby matters, but also a healthy and sane mother. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to keep a baby healthy if you're not? You know, and mm-hmm. I think that the world a lot mm-hmm. of times pushes Black women specifically, uh, women in general, but I'll say specifically women of color um, in this context to just cope. Mm-hmm. Coping is literally the norm for us it's like oh just deal with it you'll be fine oh that hurts but I'll be okay oh I mean mm-hmm. I, I think I might be like losing it but it's fine I don't have time for that oh my gosh I think I'm losing it but what that's crazy <laughs> yeah literally I will hear statements like that from my loved ones or people that I come across and I'm like sweetheart you're not okay there's there's help for that and I think that <laughs> it's so funny how God will like put different pieces yeah. of life yeah. in a place because I think that because I also have a ministry background and I'm able yes. to that way, I could also speak in the Christian faith space and say, mm-hmm. hey, if you need medication, it's okay. Yeah. God's not disappointed. That's an act 100%, of 100%, Mike. <laughs> I think also it's just interesting because I see a lot of women struggle with that, um, especially when they have a faith-based background and they're navigating this tough season. Like we don't also realize like the same hormones that you're wrestling with is what God put in your body. And he's aware of what that's going to do to you. Mm-hmm. And he's not out here just going to leave you hang dry. He's going to put resources for you to utilize. And there is no shame in that. No shame. No, no room shame. Shame. I mean, and there's a lot of shaming that goes in with it, with women in general, mm-hmm. but especially in the, in the pregnancy world, in the prenatal world, postpartum world, there's so much shame. And you know, shame only produces more darkness and more disappointment. Mm-hmm. It is high cortisol levels and which then affects your physical body. Like it yeah. all makes sense. Like God is an intentional God. And so if you need the resources, then get them. For some, it may just be therapy. For others, yeah. it may be that paired with some kind of medication. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be wrong, but there should not be shame associated with it. So all of that 
<laughs> I could talk about that stuff all day. So, no, you're <laughs> so all of that brought me <laughs> to this space and mm. I think a little quiet. Yes. Um, I, mm. I was very scared because I thought people going to think I'm crazy. You know, like I'm mm. a little movies trying to steal people's babies because I don't have any kids on yet and I'm um, still single and I'm married at the moment and so I'm like you know who is gonna hire me there are so many mm. doulas out there that are you know equipped they've had they've gone through it so it's like their women are gonna connect to them more and I just gave that little yes and I was like well whoever I can help let me do it I made one post on social media on my personal mm. page and that was it. I think I literally since that day, I have not not been booked um, out every month wow. with wow. women, you know, and clients that just want to be educated and have come my way. And I have been just floored by that because I never mm -hmm. I didn't anticipate that, that you know, yeah. but it's been it's been phenomenal to be able to encourage women um, and love on them through these seasons and uh, and watch them advocate. And, and watch them fight, you know, because unfortunately, a lot of them have to fight for their lives and make yeah. decisions, you know, and so, I mean, I love it. I, I wouldn't mm -hmm. think I'm one of God's favorites because I <laughs> <laughs> love all women. To be, to be God's favorite, I know, right? I think, <laughs> but I think what's really interesting, I, I just, there's two things that really stuck out to what you said was the first being that, you know, as a provider, I kind of almost like that you don't, you're not coming from that personal experience or or, oh, I had birth trauma and that's why I'm a doula. Because I feel like that's commonly the, the narrative. And sometimes right. it does lean, you know, certain doulas from like having a bit more bias and not that's necessarily, you know, coming from a true medically evidence-based approach, which kind of worries us in the, you know, I, in the medical world. Absolutely. I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And, and you know what, Yenny, I think Dr. Yenny, excuse me. No, you're good. <laughs> I think that that is what probably has been the thing I've had to explain the most is I, in a lot of, you know, and there's a doula community and I'm a part of it and I'm still making my way through it. But I think that that might be the, the little, you know, rubbing part sometimes in certain groups is I'm not someone that is, I'm not, I'm not against hospitals. I'm not against providers. Yes. I'm not, my mentality is that we are a team. And my mm -hmm. thing is I am about accountability though. So yeah, if yeah. there is room for accountability, I am someone that is a bulldog in that. I will speak up That's about it to be able to speak up and advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. But I'm not coming in combative because at the end of the day, the mentality is for it to be everyone together, right? For everyone yeah. to be a partner to make sure that this mama and this child get home safely. And it's if we're really all is. on that same page, then there's no room for rah-rah. Like we're okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're no good. rah 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 please keep we it no it. I love that I think um one thing I do love about like the state of maternal health is I do find that that people that women are becoming more informed and yes. they're becoming more aware of their choices and yes. I feel like before there used to be a very linear path to birth and now there's become this like just amazing array of ways that you can birth and still feel whole and still feel empowered. Yes. And I love hearing sometimes, and I love that you, you know, you're so expressive about how you're really not like opposed to hospital birth, because that's something that is quite interesting to navigate in the birth community. I think that, um, you know, when we had the pandemic, I'm sure you can speak to this. You had yeah. all these women of color, especially black women running to birth centers and yeah. you know running to midwives which is by the way it's fine right but yes. then you had some of them who were high risk who were not appropriate 
for those settings, still trying to force themselves into this mold because they feel felt like the other the other choice was too scary. Like it was, it was like too much. Like there was too much association with mortality risks, mm -hmm. you know, and not enough support. So I mean, let's talk about that because that's a real yeah. big conversation, right there. You're in my wheelhouse, okay? <laughs> <laughs> everything birthing centers, everything. So I'll say this: I tell my clients from the beginning, whatever birthing space you're choosing, it has to choose you. That's just the truth. You have to Love be it. in the right space. And but what makes all the difference is how educated and empowered you feel no matter what. Because the risks are linear, they can happen in, in each space, but the mm -hmm. difference is how educated you are to be able to speak up and speak to your situation. You know, Absolutely. what kind of with your provider why did you select this provider because mm -hmm. you do have a choice and i think a lot of times when women are moving in fear is because they don't realize how much power and how much choice they have to create the kind of birthing experience as much as they can control that dang f word man fear like what is that like why is oh. fear so synonymous with maternal health this is crazy because women are dying that's the mm -hmm. truth and people mm -hmm. see that but and also they don't see the side of, oh, if I know this, if I get to this space, I don't have to live with that. One of the mantras of my uh, business last ministry um, is we fight fear with faith and facts, right? Love if you it. have faith and you know that the uncontrollables are controlled by the one who has the final say, but you also have facts and information to be practical and implement, we don't have to be afraid. We can come it. to every space, whether you're going through a vaginal or a belly birth, it's still a birth, it's still beautiful, it's still powerful. It. And you can it. be empowered. You don't have to be afraid by pivots because that's what we call it. We don't call it a, a, a scare or a change in birth plan. We yeah. call it every pivot that happens, you're equipped for because you're like, oh, I know my doula, we talked about this, I'm educated in this. Okay, so we, we can choose this when there's a pivot in your in your birth experience or your health in general because this is this applies in, in life you mm -hmm. don't have to take it and grab it with fear you can come in and say okay perspective is this is where i'm at so what can i do with this yeah what choices yeah. do i have okay we have to go to us through a cesarean how can i make this still a beautiful experience because i still have choice you have life yeah. you have choice so let's just figure out. Yeah, no, I mean, I know. think I just, it's just really, I'm so happy that we're having this conversation because I'm sure the mm -hmm. listeners are probably leaning in like, man, like I didn't think of it that way because even to me hearing this, like I hate when, you know, I come in, you know, in contact with patients who have these very definite terms and the way they describe birth, like, mm -hmm. oh, if I have a C-section, I'm ruined. Or, you know, if like yeah. I, you know, have, um, if I have to be induced, like it's going to be the end of me. Like there's just these very, like, yeah. very kind of like daunting, honest right. words that are described in it as, you know, obviously as a woman of faith and a woman in, in medicine, I'm always like the hell with that. Like yeah. whatever God has for you, has for you. Like, you're not going to be uh, out here fear mongering because right. of what you read on a Facebook forum last night, right. you know, <laughs> and you know what people lie anyway. That's the one thing so I, I like, learned. This is the worst thing. I hate this provider. And meanwhile, it was like not even that bad. But in there, in the moment, maybe they were like more scared. And that's what it looked like. like it happens. It's I've wild. Seen it. I see it all it the time. Said, look, that's one thing I learned is people be lying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I was at your birth, honey. That's not what happened. But you can post it on Instagram. I can't stop you. So like, if you're going to, my oh, point is, yeah. if you're going to compare your life, make sure it's realistic like because Listen. and you can't really justify that unless you live your own so don't just don't even do it just focus yeah. on what's in front of you and know i understand and i relate 
and I get why women move the way they move a lot of times why we do because when we don't know we grasp for everything and we lean into fear it's easier if you notice like something that I feel confident about unfortunately can quickly switch up with any form of doubt or any sure, form of sure. a criticism that's just so, being human right yeah. exactly just so yeah, I understand yeah. it but the you know my my goal with my clients is to empower them to know that hey Whatever decision you make, you deserve to be informed and you deserve mm -hmm. to feel confident in that decision. But shame should be removed no matter what. An induction is not the end of the world. A C-section exactly. is not the end of the world. I also do educate though, and I let them know the risks. Mm -hmm. I, I have, I mean, I have trainers that I let them know these are good, valid reasons to be suggested an induction, and these are not. These are good, valid reasons to be suggested a cesarean, and these are not. And then you can make a decision. But if you don't trust your provider, of course, when they tell you this, this and that, you're going to immediately feel like they're yeah. not. But if it's someone you truly believe is for you and you're able to be at peace with it, you and your partner are able to be at peace, let's do it and have this baby and have let's life. Keep it pushing. Yeah. And I think also just not being on guard or prepared, like, you know, my, my cousin says this thing is like, you know, when you anticipate something bad is going to happen it's more than likely going to happen. And she's a physician and she sees, she encounters people every day who just have like this immense fear. Like you said, it's not just in, in having a child, but in experiences in medicine that you just have this like fear, like you, right. and sometimes I'm always like, and this is something that I think a lot of us need to do is trace your fears. It's like trace the root of your fears. Is it generational? Is it something that your aunt said to you in passing? Exactly. Is it something that maybe you witnessed when you were a child and you automatically said, I'm never having a vaginal delivery, like right. elective C-section only, you know, you right. hear all kinds right. of things, right? Like, right. I feel like we have to, we have to encourage people to trace their fears Absolutely. and then like speak to the source of the fear and own exactly. it, like period. Exactly. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I think what has been maybe a defining factor in the way that I practice with my clients is that I, we have workshops for things like that. We literally will and we will talk about the root of things because I believe that honestly, a lot of what birth is, is up here. Your body. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> psychological. Like, I mean, it's so, it's amazing how like, you know, towards the end of pregnancies, I have some of my patients do all these physiological, you know, birth meditations and because at the point I have, like at this point, they think they're physically not ready, but they're physically ready. They are. But the issue is here exactly. in their mind. Exactly. Is, is my mind, it, are my emotions connected enough to my body where right. I feel empowered enough to own this? Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. That is it. It's, it's, it's H and H. It's head and heart. Where are mm. we? I, I also tell my clients, if there is any, God is so intentional. If there are any of those little, little things that you've been trying to, you know, pack away, never deal with yeah. about, you know, your life or your childhood, that whole nine month period that you don't understand why God was intentional to let you have yeah. to get to that space so you can deal with what it is. What, yeah. what am I afraid of? You know, because it's, and then you have to also understand that, you know, it's, like when we hold tension in our jaw, that's what our pelvis mm -hmm. is. So our, there's a lot of, <laughs> so it's like. You're, yep. Speaking to the pelvic floor therapist. I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I feel proud. But, <laughs> but exactly. Mm -hmm. So my mind is going to tell my body something. My body's going to tell the other parts of my mm -hmm. body. Something. It's all mm -hmm. interconnected. So if you think you can hide from what is going on with you internally, 
I'm sorry to tell you, dear, that's not the truth. So why don't right. we figure it out? Why don't we deal with it? A lot of times we'll spend some of our prenatals and it'll be couples counseling. Because <laughs> they, they just need to be on the same isn't that, isn't that something? I mean, I love that we're yeah. having this vibrant conversation because I think yeah. so many of us do see birth as a one person thing. And it's just like, oh, it's, you know, mom is able to do this. And it's like, no, like everybody needs to be on board. Like, do you yes, have your support them. system? Do you have your spouse or your partner is is there a you know a family member that you can trust that is going to hold you down postpartum like those are the things that we need to have a conversation about because so many times people under prepare for that immediate postpartum period absolutely and like they they buy the best in it don't get me wrong oh yeah okay? they're gonna have the snoo <laughs> they're gonna have that fifteen hundred dollar snoo <laughs> they're gonna have the snoo They'll have the snoo, they'll have all the bells and whistles, they'll have the customized yeah. onesies, but yeah. they'll forget that nighttime fees are a thing, cluster yeah. feeding is a thing, latching problems are a thing, bleeding right. nipples are an issue, like so yeah. many, I mean, clogged ducks, like, you know. All the it. things, you're talking about them, <laughs> the things that, that, that they don't talk about, they just say don't yeah. carry nothing heavier than this, make sure, you know, but these are things that are our real life, you know? And so we also, another thing that I do is we have an expectations workshop where Ooh, literally yeah. my clients will sit with their partners and I have questions already there and you will just answer what your expectation for your partner is. Y'all will trade and nobody can say they didn't know. Well, and literally there you go. things like that have happened where I had a client who, you know, she was past her due date and you already know she's probably, she's a fresh. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we had that workshop. They, they got on the same page. She went to labor the next day. Not something and, and it was something just that less release let's make sure and I, I put my clients on at 36 weeks 38 weeks you I want you to be quiet and inward I don't want mm-hmm. it, I will be moving around but I want you to be focused on your space and focus on getting your your head and your heart in the right space for labor mm-hmm. all the extra all the rah-rah is what I call it <laughs> we don't need it let's focus and let's get in a good space so that you can be prepared because you know this next transition of yourself the next version of yourself because you don't have to lose yourself when you have a kid you just get yeah. to see the part of yourself be birthed as well in that though you've got to be equipped and you've got to train and you've got to prep for you to be there so I 100% agree I say to my clients don't say my baby don't say I'm caring y'all are both caring and that yeah. often and they're like what but he's carrying <laughs> up here on his shoulder mm-hmm. and you're carrying mm-hmm. here but mm-hmm. you're both carrying men you know yep. carry a lot differently or partners will carry a lot differently like that's just what it is so you know understanding that and being inclusive will make it a lot easier when you're saying oh this is this and this and I want you to do nighttime and I want you to do that because you are already bringing forward an attitude and an atmosphere of this yes. is to, and of together togetherness so and I think changing the language of what you project and what you speak concerning your birth and concerning yeah. that postpartum period like that's basically what you're saying is like yeah. being yeah. able to speak in a more we like in a more yeah. collaborative term and I and I know that of course you know we're both Nigerians so you know in our community it's not the norm to see like fathers incredibly present in that immediate postpartum period like Sometimes they kind of just are hands off. They leave it to the aunts and the mom, the grandmothers to kind of step in. But I love that one of the great things about the state of maternal health is like 
we're one it like the immigrate like yeah, their first gen it's happening, we're breaking it's that. happening the first gen, they're breaking that they are breaking it i mean i doula, love to see it right <laughs> having doulas in general that's mm-hmm. i mean i think that that's probably been one of the most rewarding things for me so far in my mm-hmm. career has been being Nigerian and being able to bring this to our community here. I'm not the first, I'm not saying that, but just sure, I'm seeing sure. in my environment having conversations where they're like, okay, inviting their parents or grandmothers or whoever's going to be around mm. to our classes so that they can understand it. And they're like seeing, you know, some of our aunties realize like, I think I had postpartum depression. Isn't that something? In that, I think, like, I let, think I'm this was what was going because, on. Listen, because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I come up. You know, I work with women who are like, you know, first gen Pakistanian immigrants, you know, first gen, like, you know, Caribbean immigrants. Yeah. And it's so interesting how, like, synonymous that experience is, is that so many of our, right. you know, aunts and, you know, our, our mothers just didn't have that space. They didn't know. To mentally recollect what just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, they physically like, you know, well, you know how physically they give you, you know, all the remedies afterwards, drink, you know, pop, bring, drink, drink yes, you know, yes. like take a bowl, you know, all that yes, kind of stuff. All that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of stuff. When I yeah. saw first saw belly binding, I laughed because I was like, man, I grew up seeing this. Like we've been, been belly binding. Girl, <laughs> yes. You know, they do all the physical things, but there's not been a ton of space to really talk about like what are the mental things that need to be done postpartum so I think it's very beautiful to see that like that change in our generation and I love you know seeing my Southeast Asian brothers and sisters yeah. see walk in that too because it's they're awesome. very synonymous with us they didn't have yes, that either absolutely <laughs> yes it's it's so beautiful and I, like you said in this with the state of maternal health it's being talked about more and men are more intrigued and wanting to know what their role mm. can, how they can be included and inclusive. And I think that that's amazing. You know, you, we have it's men skin to skin now, which is very important. Yes. It's to that. It's, it's becoming so standard now. And it yeah. like, it's so funny because like, I mean, we're talking about like, even when I finished PT school, like seven years ago, I never even, like that was not a thing that we discussed in, you know, pelvic health and mental success, you know, it was like, oh, uh, you know, midwife and OB. I mean, we weren't even talking about doulas then either, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago, like, right. Mm-hmm. So just to see how, and I'm thankful for, you know, just social media. I'm yeah. thankful yeah. for that. It ramped it up a little bit. Like it forced people to see the, the importance did. in it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that just in light of us talking about, you know, the standard of maternal health, understanding that whatever needs you have doesn't have to be seen as luxury. They, it really can be something that's- Oh my gosh. Oh, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Okay. Because what? <laughs> it's, what? Um, you know, it, it kind of breaks my heart when, you know, I have a client reach out and, you know, conversations are mm-hmm. had and they, they may not go forward, which is completely fine, but it's because- yeah it's not her needs or her desire for that kind of support is seen as a luxury. Um, But there are certain things that they're putting over that, you know, like a a grand baby shower and whatever you want to do is for you, but that's not necessarily what she's wanting. And it, because the idea of a doula is luxury service, you know, we could do it ourselves or why can't you do this? Well, you can, I'm not the type of doula to tell you, you can't do it without one. You, you can, you don't Mm -hmm. have to, you shouldn't have to. There you are a lot shouldn't of, have to. Yeah, you postpartum doulas are, mm-hmm. are, are a need. I don't think that that's, they're, they're necessary. They can literally assist and change the game. If that's something that you're in a space of, you know, you're going to need that support, 
don't let anyone shame you out of getting any support. Pelvic health, come yeah. on, pelvic therapy. You need it. Yeah, <laughs> get it. And I it's not a luxury. I, I made that. I made that post. Like I made a post about that a couple months ago. Like pelvic mm-hmm. PT or pelvic therapy is not a luxury. It's like it's not. a standard. Like it is standard. you need to stop like putting. Listen, Louis Vuitton bags are a luxury. Okay, all right. Birkins are a luxury. Yes. Not anything that's going to contribute to your overhaul maternal wellness. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like it's just mm-hmm. put it on the black burner, you know? So yes. no, I love this. So real quick, top yes. three things that a modern day woman who is, you know, looking to navigate birth, what, what should she be doing? Top three things. Okay. Number one, um, create and trust your birth team. So mm, I, I love I, that. Find a provider that you really trust, um, that you have great rapport with. A great way to figure out whether or not that is that person is there is pay attention to their cues. When you're asking questions, mm. um, are they looking at their watch all the time? Are they cutting you off often? Are they looking off? Are they um, disregarding your fears? Um, you know, things like that. Um, and then, of course, look around for your doula support if you're going the midwife route, uh, birthing center route, all that. Like, that's the first thing. Okay, when you're preparing, because this is for our mama, right? I'm making sure we understand. Right, exactly. Okay, Okay. I'm like, okay. So, do that. Get your birth team together. Figure out who you you're gonna go to for chiropractic services, pelvic health, Mm -hmm. all of that. Get all that together. Okay. Secondly, um, you know, make sure that you understand your medical history. There's a lot of women that Mm -hmm. don't know. Like I I start off, and they don't know anything about like their bodies. Um, They Mm -hmm. don't know anything about their medical history. They don't know anything about their family history. Like find out all of that stuff first because you just found out you're pregnant. You want to make sure that you don't have to, as, me, as much of surprises as you don't have to deal with, you don't have to deal with it. So find yeah, out yeah. what it is and, you know, get in that safe space. And then thirdly, you know, sit down and figure out exactly what you want your birth experience to be like. Like, what is mm. that create a vision um I don't have a birth plan and I, that's probably like the most controversial thing I have as a doula I do have birth desires right um that is wow, just I the, love that thank you that is just something that I felt convicted about and felt like just kind of looking at what was triggers for postpartum depression kind of saw a like an alignment in that. And so we took out the word plan because we don't really have control over that finally, uh, but we do have desires and expectations and we absolutely should. And so when, if we just have that though, when and if there are pivots, we're more likely to be okay and succumb to that and know that I'm not failing. I don't know the idea of failure with plan is just mm. so closely related. And so, so create that, create your birth desires and do whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that that is something that is you're able to do those are if I had to put it in three they're they're tears yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of things that go under that so <laughs> your birth desire to figure out your what needs what are the essential needs for the baby and all of that and you know having the mm-hmm. education sure you're educated that is yeah. extremely yeah. important like take a childbirth education class take a breastfeeding class take three take mm-hmm. take class mm-hmm. make sure that you understand you and your partner that y'all are on the same page so that you can feel armed that is what's mm-hmm, important mm-hmm, you can go mm-hmm. into any birthing experience feeling armed because mm-hmm. birth it will surprise you it will surprise tell, you tell them <laughs> tell the people tell because they think it's predictable yes <laughs> babies will do what they want to oh do my God. they do what they want to do they come when they want to come like it's just amazing um yeah. i'm so happy we had this conversation today i think it's just something that, you know, like if you're listening to this, even if you're not expecting 
you know, just share it to a girlfriend, like share it to a sister. Like we just need to normalize having just really affirming conversations like this and just informative conversations. So, all right, Lillian, how can they find you? How can they stalk you online? Where do we, where do we go? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I love my little Yes. Well, you can first, you can follow me on Instagram. So my Instagram is Lily Dula uh, at Lily Dula on Instagram. So that's where I just talk all day. <laughs> so you can find me there. Um, I'd love to have you. Um, you could also, of course, go to my website, which is lilydulabirth.com. And if nice. you would like to connect, you can just send an inquiry there and we'll get you going so we can have some girl talk. Um, then, uh, yeah. And you could also, you could reach out to me on my Facebook as well. Any of those platforms. Mm-hmm really the best way to get to me and then uh, we'll go from there so that's like number awesome, one <laughs> awesome no that's so good and if you're in the Houston area or right Dallas, Dallas well, right? yes and I do <laughs> travel I, I do travel but Houston and Dallas is where I said literally right. said it should be where you want it to be okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but especially for my Houstonians and my my DFW folks please make sure you're reaching out um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that even, you know, she, I'm sure she takes on virtual consultations as needed. So even if you're not even the, in the area at all or out of state, please be sure to reach out. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to share this, like I said, and give Lillian a follow. Take care, y'all. Thank you so much. So I'm super excited that you listened in today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In order to get in contact with me, feel free to follow me on Instagram at TriggeredPT. We're also on TikTok now. Woohoo! Um, also, you can send an email directly to me at Dr. Yeni. That's D-R-Y-E-N-I at TriggeredPT.com. Please note that everything discussed here is not to replace medical advice. Seek out a practitioner if you do have urgent needs. Thank you so much. See you guys next time.